Hello, True Seekers. Before we begin today's episode, I want to tell you about Abide. Abide is an app that helps you meditate on God's Word. If the first thing you do when you wake up is look at your phone, then try this. Instead of checking social media, open the Abide app and start your day in the Word of God. For a limited time, our listeners will get 25% off a premium subscription when you visit abide.co forward slash true seekers get started now at 25% off a premium subscription by downloading the abide app at abide.co slash true seekers you'll get additional stories and meditations premium music soothing sounds and more support this show and get 25% off by going to abide.co slash true seekers that's a b i d e dot c o slash true seekers to download the abide app and get 25% off your premium subscription and use the preferred promo code true seekers Hello, and welcome to the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true, and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker, and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Truth Seekers Podcast. If you've been following along, then you know we've been learning a lot about what was going on in Jerusalem since the Israelites had returned to their homeland. There must have been much excitement and renewed hope as they watched the temple being rebuilt to Yahweh, the one true and living God, the temple where King Solomon and King David and all the great kings of Israel had offered their sacrifices unto the Lord. It was now rebuilt and sacrifices were again being offered by the priests who had returned. And then the excitement as the Israelite families gathered to rebuild and reconstruct the wall surrounding Jerusalem under the instruction of Nehemiah. Many of the Israelites who had returned also began rebuilding their homes to live and settle back in the land God had promised them so long ago. He was faithful indeed and was returning them to the land just as he had promised. Now, you will remember that Ezra had returned with a group of Israelites. He had brought back with him from Persia the articles that were to be returned to the temple. Do you remember that Ezra had been taught the ways of the Lord? He'd studied the Bible his whole life, and he knew what God's Word said. He loved God's Word. In fact, Ezra was known as a scribe. Scribes in those days were men who not only studied God's word, but they copied it. They would take the scrolls that the word of the Lord had been written on, and they would make copies of them. You know, they didn't have printers back in those days. They would copy everything by hand. So scribes were valuable to the community because they would make the copies of the scrolls that would be preserved and kept for generations to come. And because of all of that copying and because of all of that writing, he knew the words of the Lord very well. He knew the book of the law. He knew what the Bible said, and he taught it. After months had gone by and the Israelites had settled in their towns, all the people assembled together in the square before the water gate. They told Ezra the scribe to bring out the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded for Israel. Now, true seekers, what Ezra was bringing before the people was the Bible. 
He was bringing before them all the words that had been written down up until this point. He was bringing before them the books of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, the same books of the Old Testament that you and I now have today to read. Now, what do you think he is going to do with the words of the Lord? Why would he bring them out before the Israelites? Well, on the first day of the seventh month, when the Israelites had gathered together in the city of Jerusalem, Ezra the priest brought the book of the law of Moses, the Bible, before the assembly, which was made up of men and women and all who were able to understand. Ezra stood on a high wooden platform built for the occasion so that his voice could be heard among all the people and all the people could see him because he was standing above them. And as he opened it, the people all stood up. Why did they stand up, you ask? It was an act of reverence. The word of the Lord was about to be read. They would not sit or slouch. They would stand in the presence of the words of the Lord. Ezra then stood before the people and he opened the book, the book of the Lord. And then Ezra began to read from Genesis and Exodus and Leviticus. He read it aloud from daybreak till noon as he faced the assembly of Israelites who had gathered in the square before the water gate. Now, true seekers, from daybreak until noon? That's hours. Ezra stood before the people hour after hour, reading the words of the Lord, and all the people listened attentively to the book of the law. Did you hear that? Attentively. Do you know what attentively means? It means to pay attention. Their eyes and ears were fixed on Ezra as he read the words of the Lord to them. And the words of the Lord began to move in the hearts of the people. Something began to happen as they listened to Ezra read the words of the Lord. Their hearts were stirred as they heard the story of how God created the world in Genesis and how God made a covenant with Abraham to be a great nation and how God sent the plagues and delivered them from the hands of the Egyptians by parting the Red Sea and how God had sustained them in the wilderness with manna and given them the Ten Commandments commandments so that they might follow him and how God raised up Joshua to fight at the battle of Jericho as the walls came crashing down and how God was faithful to give them the land of Canaan as their own and how God had raised up kings good and bad to rule over them they listened to it all much like you have done true seekers as you've listened to the stories of the old testament of God's word they listened to the history of their people They listened to the laws God had given them. They listened and understood just how gracious and slow to anger their God had been. And the Levites who were there, who also had studied the words of the Lord, began to instruct the people in what Ezra was reading. They also read from the book of the law of God, making it clear and giving the meaning so that the people could understand what was being read. Even Nehemiah himself was there, helping to instruct and teach the people in the words that Ezra was reading. Suddenly, Ezra gave a great shout and praised the Lord, the great God, and all the people lifted their hands and responded, Amen! Amen! And do you know what they did, true seekers? In response to all they had heard, they bowed down and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Their hearts were so moved by the words of the Lord their God, the only thing they could do was bow so low their faces to the ground in worship unto the Lord.
They began to weep and cry, for there were so many things they had forgotten or had not been taught or known, and now they did. Then Nehemiah, who had been made governor over them, and Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who were instructing the people, said to them all, This day is a sacred day to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people had been weeping as they listened to the words of the Lord. Nehemiah said to them, Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks, and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is sacred to our God. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The Levites calmed the people, saying, Be still, for this is a sacred holy day. Do not grieve. Then all the people went away to eat and to drink and to send portions of food and to celebrate with great joy because they now understood the words that had been made known to them. And so day after day, Ezra continued to read from the book of the law of God. The Israelites came and gathered together once more, and this time they were fasting from food. They had dressed in sackcloth and placed dust upon their heads. It was a serious act of showing the Lord that they were truly sorry for their sins. They were repentant of how they had forgotten the words of the Lord and his commands. Their ancestors had worshipped idols. That is what caused them to have to leave the land in the first place. So they stood in their places and they confessed their sins of idolatry. They confessed the wickedness of their fathers in not teaching them the ways of the Lord. And then, true seekers, something extraordinary happened. The Levites who were present and who had been helping the Israelites understand God's word as it was being read, they began to say a prayer. They began to pray out loud and they prayed a prayer unlike any other prayer we've heard so far. They prayed a prayer of remembrance unto the Lord, a prayer that went back and remembered all that God had done for the Israelites from the very first moment he entered into covenant with Abraham. Listen closely to the prayer and you might recognize all of the different stories we've learned about so far as truth seekers. It might sound very familiar to you as you've been learning the history of the Israelites. The Levites prayed a prayer of remembrance unto the Lord and here is what they prayed. Stand up and praise the Lord your God who is from everlasting to everlasting. Blessed be your glorious name, and may it be exalted above all blessing and praise. For you alone are the Lord. You made the heavens, even the highest heavens and all their starry host, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to everything, and the multitudes of heaven worship you. You are the Lord God, who chose Abram and brought him out of the Ur of the Chaldeans and named him Abraham. You found his heart faithful to you, and you made a covenant with him to give his descendants to the land of the Canaanites. You have kept your promise because you are righteous. You saw the suffering of our ancestors in Egypt. You heard their cry at the Red Sea. You sent signs and wonders against Pharaoh, against all his officials and all the people of the land, for you knew how arrogantly the Egyptians treated them. You made a name for yourself which remains to this day. You divided the sea before them so that they passed through it on dry ground, but you hurled their pursuers into the depths like a stone into mighty waters. By day you led them with a pillar of cloud and by night with a pillar of fire to give them light on the way they were to take. You came down on Mount Sinai. You spoke to them from heaven. You gave them regulations and laws that are just and right and decrees and commands that are good. 
You made known to them your holy Sabbath and gave them commands, decrees, and laws through your servant Moses. In their hunger you gave them bread from heaven, and in their thirst you brought them water from the rock. You told them to go in and take possession of the land you had sworn with uplifted hand to give them. But they, our ancestors, became arrogant and stiff-necked, and they did not obey your commands. They refused to listen and failed to remember the miracles you performed among them. They became stiff-necked in their rebellion and appointed a leader in order to return to their slavery. But you are a forgiving God, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. Therefore you did not desert them. Even when they cast for themselves an image of a calf and said, This is your God who brought you up out of Egypt, or when they committed awful blasphemies. Because of your great compassion, you did not abandon them in the wilderness. By day, the pillar of cloud did not fail to guide them on their path, nor the pillar of fire by night to shine on the way they were to take. You gave your good spirit to instruct them. You did not withhold your manna from their mouths, and you gave them water for their thirst. For forty years you sustained them in the wilderness. They lacked nothing. Their clothes did not wear out, nor did their feet become swollen. You gave them kingdoms and nations, allotting to them even the remotest frontiers. You made their children as numerous as the stars in the sky, and you brought them into the land that you told their parents to enter and possess. Their children went in and took possession of the land. But they were disobedient and rebelled against you. They turned their backs on your law. They killed your prophets who had warned them in order to turn them back to you. They committed awful blasphemies. So you delivered them into the hands of their enemies who oppressed them. But when they were oppressed, they cried out to you. From heaven you heard them, and in your great compassion you gave them deliverers who rescued them from the hand of their enemies. But as soon as they were at rest, they again did what was evil in your sight. Then you abandoned them to the hand of their enemies so that they ruled over them. And when they cried out to you again, you heard from heaven, and in your compassion you delivered them time after time. You warned them in order to turn them back to your law, but they became arrogant and disobeyed your commands. They sinned against your ordinances of which you said, the person who obeys them will live by them. Stubbornly, they turned their backs on you, became stiff-necked and refused to listen. For many years, you were patient with them. By your spirit, you warned them through your prophets, yet they paid no attention. So you gave them into the hands of the neighboring peoples. But in your great mercy, you did not put an end to them or abandon them, for you are a gracious and merciful God. Now, therefore, our God, the great God, mighty and awesome, who keeps his covenant of love, do not let all this hardship seem trifling in your eyes. The hardship that has come on us, on our kings and leaders, on our priests and prophets, on our ancestors and all your people, from the days of the kings of Assyria until today. In all that has happened to us, you have remained righteous. You have acted faithfully while we acted wickedly. Our kings, our leaders, our priests, and our ancestors did not follow your law. They did not pay attention to your commands or the statutes you warned them to keep. Even while they were in their kingdom, enjoying your great goodness to them, in the spacious and fertile land you gave them, they did not serve you or turn from their evil ways. But see, we are slaves today, slaves in the land you gave our ancestors so they could eat its fruit and the other good things it produces. Because of our sins, its abundant harvest goes to the kings you have placed over us. They rule over our bodies and our cattle as they please. 
and we are in great distress. Amen. You see, true seekers, the Israelites who had returned to the promised land knew one thing would not be the same as before. They would not have their own king to rule over them like they did when King David was king or when King Solomon or King Hezekiah were king. They were not completely free. Even though they were allowed to return back to the promised land, they were still ruled by the Persian king. All of their crops and all of their cattle, they had to pay taxes to the Persian king. While they were allowed to return to their land, they still had to follow the rules set by them from the Persians. They knew they would not be their own nation again unless, unless God raised up a king to conquer the Persian kingdom, unless God raised up a king to conquer their enemies once again, to be able to rule and reign over them as the nation of Israel once again. What glorious day that would be to have another king like King David to come and rule on the throne over them. Would this happen? Would God again raise up another king so that they might be their own free nation again? This, true seekers, is something we will just have to wait and see. As for today's story, what truth did you find? One of the most powerful moments in today's story is the response of the Israelites when they heard the words of the Lord being read to them. Do you know what it says in 2 Timothy 3.16? It says that the word of the Lord is alive and active. The Bible is like no other book you will ever read. God's words are alive. This means that when we read or listen to the words of the Lord, His Holy Spirit begins to move on our hearts and causes us to respond. Have you ever been so overcome with joy or hope or peace when listening to one of the stories of the Bible? It's because it's God's word. And in response to God's word, the people fell on their faces and worshiped him. Today, I'd like us to take a moment to just be quiet and worship unto the Lord. Maybe you too have felt him stirring your heart as you were listening. Maybe you too have heard his still small voice speaking to you. That's why we should never stop reading the Bible. It will always speak life to our spirit. It will always cause us to grow. But most importantly, it will always, always cause us to know God more. And the more we know of the God of the Bible, the more we will want to fall on our faces in worship of Him. Can we take a moment now to just be silent before the Lord? Let's quiet our hearts and close our eyes and think on Him. Dear Heavenly Father, we worship you. We are in awe of you. You are majestic. You are powerful. You are mighty. You are holy. You are strong. You are good. You are everything we need. And because of this, we fall down before you in worship. We respond to your word just as the Israelites did in repentance and reverence by saying, forgive us, forgive us of our sins, forgive us for forgetting your words, forgive us for forgetting to make your words the most important thing in our lives. We worship you this day, Father, and we remember all of your faithfulness to us and all the good things you have done for us, just as the Israelites remembered your faithfulness through their history. We remember your faithfulness to us too, O Lord. You are Yahweh, 
Lord Most High. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, I have a few reviews to read for you today. This first review says, We are so grateful for this podcast and the way Sherilyn makes God's word captivating and accessible to children with practical applications in every episode. We love listening to your podcast during breakfast every morning. Thank you from Seth, Lewis, and Oliver in Oxford, Florida. Well, thank you, Seth, Lewis, and Oliver for listening. This next review says, hi, my name is Evie. I'm 11 years old, turning 12 in June, and we're missionaries in Costa Rica. I love your podcast. My mom and I listen on the way to school, and we love how you go deeper into the truth of the Bible and make it fun for kids and adults. My favorite stories are the exit of the Israelites out of Egypt, including the plagues and Esther. Thank you for your ministry. Keep on going. Well, thank you, Evie. That was such a special review, and I'm just praying over you and your mom, your family, as you're being missionaries in Costa Rica, that the Lord will just give you guys lots of opportunities to spread his word and his truth where you are. All right, this next review says, Hi, I'm David. I love this podcast because it talks about God, and my sister does too. Well, thank you, David. Um, this review says, amazing. I wish everyone listened to your podcast. And that's from Willow Irene. Um, thank you, Willow. Finally, this review says, hi, my name is Malin and I'm seven years old. I love your podcast. My favorite one is Joseph and his colorful coat. Me and my sister, I think I want to say Ayla, Isla, Isla, maybe, who is nine, listened to it at the beginning of our homeschool day. We love the podcast because it shares the story of God, and we love your soft, soothing voice. We are always asking our mom if we can listen to just one more. We are from Greenville, South Carolina. Thank you so much for this podcast. Well, thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much to everyone who is still leaving reviews. If you haven't left a review in iTunes, um, I know that... There are different platforms. Um, there's Spotify, there's uh, iHeartRadio, Podbean. There's so many different platforms. I know the podcast is on. So wherever you are, if you um, can leave a rating and leaving a review, it really does help the podcast get the word out um, and spread the word to more people who need to hear the message of the gospel. Also, I want to let you know that our Easter series is coming up. Easter is right around the corner. And so during that week, leading up to Easter from Palm Sunday all the way to Easter, I will be doing a series each day or a podcast episode each day of that week um, leading up to Easter. So please also share that, get the word out. I want as many people as possible to hear the message of the story of um, of Easter and just the hope that that brings. So that will be coming up that week before Easter. All right. Thank you everyone for listening. And I look forward to our time together next week.